Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Bitch. Hey, I got an idea. Let's do the Persona series. It'll be fun. The new game just come out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fun. We did a lot of stuff. I mean, I didn't play it, but, like, it'll be fine. And then you were like, oh, no, I didn't really play it either. I just kind of played half of one. And then he'd be like, oh, well, how hard can it be? It's just one game series. It's not like every single entry in the entire fucking series takes 200 bazillion hours. You fucking idiot! Why are we doing this? The Megami Tensei series was no, originally you, no, based yeah, on a series of books forever. called Digital Devil Story. Oh, okay, okay, we're gonna get into this in the late '80s. The Digital Devil Story: uh, colon, Megami Tensei yes. reincarnation of the Which goddess. It's about the goddess's reincarnation. No, Jake. it's not. It's about a fucking pissy nerd that built a computer program that could kill bullies for him. Cyberpunk tr- through and through. While all the other JRPGs were trying to be fantasy and oh, you no, know no. sworded swords and dragons. Dragons. This series proved to be something different, Jake. I cannot wait no, okay. to do an entire no, episode. This is the worst. Or more. I don't know how many it's going to happen. We're doing one because we're <laughs> going to be stuck here forever. I'm not going to be trapped in the fucking dark zone with you because, okay, in the 80s, it was a book. Then in, in 1987, it was a Famicom game called Megami Tensei. Then in 1992, Atlas, the developers of the original series, were like, fuck those books. We're going to make a new story and called it Shin or true Megami Tensei, which was a departure and was all about like the apocalypse. Then, then in 94, they're like, oh, here's a fun idea. What if we spin off uh, Shin Megami Tensei into Shin Megami Tensei if That's, and have it yeah. set in a high school? Set in a high school. That'd be fun. That'd, That'd be, like, be cool. Super sk- and it's small. It was a very short dev process. They, it was like within a year. They were like, wow, I can't believe it took that short of a time to come out with a video game. Perso- so then they did another spin off and called it a. Uh, Persona, Shibagami Tensei Persona. Uh, I believe you're forgetting about Devil Devil Summoner, which is another spinoff. I believe that came out before Persona. Just to talk about this, we're going into a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Why are we, what did you make us do? Persona Q is a 3DS game that combines <laughs> the Etrian Odyssey series with Persona. We're talking about all of it today, it's Jay. too much. And, and, you know what? Okay, just, just to let you know, I am staring at five full pages <laughs> of notes, I normally have about three 
three to maybe four pages of notes when I do these episodes. It is a nightmare amount. I have seven pages of note, and all of them say, fuck me, fuck me, it's too much. <laughs> fuck, I hate this. Megami Tensei series is an important, valuable series in Japanese culture that bled into the North American culture due to the spinoff success of Persona. And we are here to talk about... Oh, by the way... I'm the wizard, Holden McNeely. And I'm fucking overwhelmed and pissed <laughs> off the bruiser, Jake Young. Just to, just to give you an idea, like, today I thought I had, like, an hour's worth of research left, and I spent, I want to say, about three straight hours doing finishing my research. I've been doing nothing but reading about this series for three days, and I feel like I don't know Jack. I've, like, scratched a little bit of the surface. Kozi Okada is one of six founders of Atlas Games, and he wears his trademark sunglasses everywhere he goes. All right. What I okay. What I will say about this whole thing before we get into it. This is what I love about this series in general. It was it was a punk JRPG series. That's right. This was the group of people that were like, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody else is doing swords and dragons and all this bullshit. We're gonna make cyberpunk based stories, and it really was. It had they had a punk aesthetic and a punk attitude about the way that they went about doing JRPGs from the very beginning. And man, they did some weird shit too, like visiting us uh, uh, the grave of an important samurai in order to cleanse themselves of demons while they were working on this demon infested game. I also love the connection it has to an old episode of ours, Neon Genesis Evangelion, in the sense that they got super weirdly religious in strange ways and adapted bizarre religious aesthetics and Jungian. Aesthetics and uh, tarot cards in this newer game, and all sorts of uh, uh, fucking Lin- David Lynch gets, <laughs> gets into this shit. It's awesome. That's what seems to be the most breakout thing about the uh, Shimigami Tensei Persona series is. Yeah, it's not Dragon Quest. It's not Final Fantasy, which were the. Le- uh, it is like third to those two franchises. Uh, it's it takes not just like fantasy mythology, but literally everything. Every single mythology, philosophy, like it's all a grinder that can be fed into this franchise with the core thread being that in the Persona series, it's all surrounded high school students in the present day, which is drastically different from what other RPGs do. And like a near future dystopian Tokyo, as opposed to some Middle Earth style made up fantasy realm. Yeah. Uh, Shibuya comes up a lot. Different districts of, of Japan. You'll actually learn a lot about the geography of Japan by just playing these video games. Um, but it's ironic that the series didn't blow up in America until they set the series, until they set Persona 4 in a, in a rural high school. Yeah, yeah. That it was about like the kind of pristine, ideal Japanese country life that finally made like frantic American kids go like, Shit, I I think I have a waifu. (laughs) (laughs) So this all begins with the creation of Atlas Games and a little-known series of novels called Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei um, was the first of the series of novels in the Digital Devil Story novels by Aya Nishitani. Um, It was originally written as a serialized piece in OPC magazine (laughs) and was later developed into a full novel released on March 3rd, 1986. It takes place after the first two books in the series, which which are called Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei and then Digital Devil Story 2, Warrior of the D. Demon City. Um, the first two oh, games. This is uh, this is this, this just blew my mind. Uh, 
the, the I, I yelled about it earlier, but so the story of Digital <laughs> Devil Story, which it's super weird that all the games and stuff are called Megami Tensei when like that's just supposed. To, it's like again, like that Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, like the resurrection of the goddess is like a tertiary plot point to the Digital Devil Story, which yeah. is a nerd wrote a computer program that like summoned devils to. Fuck his teacher and like kill his bullies. So okay, so a high school kid <laughs> creates a pro- computer program, the Demon that can, Summoner program, that can summon demons into reality. In doing so, he sort of is like, "Oh fuck! I just summoned a bunch of demons <laughs> into my world." And then he ends up, um, he ends up fighting. He like exercises one of the demons who tries to take him over and gains control. So like the demon tries to take him over and then he gains control of the demon because he's like a strong boy. Mm -hmm. And then he's able to like have the strength of the demon while also being able to control his own body and actions and fight against um, Osei Loki, the trickster god in certain (laughs) situations like that. There's something super uh, in the the first few, in the first, uh, in the original mythology of this book series is that like the evil demons that he that he summons are all like kind of Western European gods. Yeah. Whereas like the gods that like help redeem him and help him fight back are all like Japanese Shinto gods, like the goddess resurrected Izanami is yeah. the reincarnation of of the goddess reincarnate uh, of uh, Izanami is one of the characters is his uh, the the female uh, heroine is his girlfriend um, and she helps him fight uh, essentially Lucifer. And so by the way. We have to differentiate Megami Tensei, a digital devil story, Megami Tensei, and digital devil story, Megami Tensei 2 are different games from Shin Megami Tensei, which came after those two. So those first two games, I believe, are on the, like, family computer. Yeah, Famicom, the, the Famicom. Nintendo. The Nintendo. Those came out on the Nintendo. Uh, I definitely watched some old footage. I uh, hate that, like, old school 3D dungeon crawl. Oh, like, so I hate brutal. that. So, like, hey, what if you could... What's the, what's your least favorite thing about mazes? Knowing where you are? Mine, too. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if there was just a maze that was, like, just a series of lines and splotches of color that was impossible to keep a mental map of? That was, like, every single dungeon crawler back in those days. So, um, uh, but I highly recommend the Etrian Odyssey series if you want an old-school-style dungeon crawler that takes place modern day and you have to draw the map yourself. You which fucking is nerd. very fun. I really enjoyed it. It's on the 3DS. So... Uh, another thing I like about this series that I like to bring up now because it's going to kind of bleed through is how there how many threads they kept from like the original original games like just just creature designs, um, different different elements like having to bargain with the demons in order to get them on your side. Also, I'd like to say this when I first played so. For me personally, I played Shin Megami Tensei 4 on the 3DS not too long ago, and that was my first entry into the series. And then currently now I am playing Persona 5. I missed out on Persona 4. I was dying to play it, but I didn't have a PS3 on hand to play it. So or I'm finally Vita. or a Vita, which I have looked on Amazon several times on very strange late nights, sad, lonely late nights. I've looked on Amazon and and debated whether or not to buy a Vita just to play Persona 4 <laughs> Golden. But I ended up not, and now I'm playing it, and I'm fucking loving Persona 5, like, so, so much. I just think it's fantastically, wonderfully unique and and odd. But even that game has direct connections to creature or, like, demon designs Mm -hmm. and some basic gameplay elements from the very, very first games, which I think is awesome. Like, I love that. And also, I love how... 
even the demon designs, like like when I played Shimigami Tensei Four and and uh uh you know collected the demons and everything and did the whole thing, g- jump and 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 just the basic uh gameplay mechanics of of uh, they all have different weaknesses and you have to play against strengths and weaknesses of each individual demon that you're fighting against each other, uh even those mechanics. Just jumping from Shimigami Tensei 4 to Persona 5, I feel right at home with mm. the game because I only played one other one of the games, but I immediately know like ha- how to play half the game because because they let these things kind of, they keep these things in place, rarely de- deviate. You got to know when to guard. You got to know when to gun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I am, I, I, like, honestly, I just, I'm going to run home and play this afterwards. But you're right, Jake. It's a bit of a nutbag's amount of material to go through. So the first two games are on the Nintendo, the Digital Devil Story games. Um, and again, I think I just want to emphasize how unique these games seem and feel. I mean, I could be wrong. Also, they came well before the Pokemon series and and, and games like that where you're collecting creatures um, and and sort of like evolving trying to, them and evolving and- them and stuff. So this came well before that. And what's funny is a lot of people compare the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona series to Pokemon, thinking that Pokemon came first, but they are dead fucking wrong. And if anybody ever does that to you at a bar or a sporting event or wherever you may find them in an office boardroom. Smash a glass against their face. Thank you, Jake. I was about to say that, and I'm glad you said it instead. And if they say that the uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona series has less overtly sexualized creatures than Pokemon. You smash them in yeah! the face. Yeah! Squirtle's a fuck beast! Which is kind of funny because Shimigami Tensei series ended up doubling back around and I believe it's called the Little Devils or something. Like that. They created their own version of Pokemon and I believe it's called like Little Devil. Wait, was that like the Digimon card game that they also made? No, they made like straight up Pokemon like there was a red and a white one oh. or something like that. I forget what it's called offhand. It's Wait, like the, do you, even Mara the Dick Chariot? It's called like Little Devil Children and then in America it's called something else. It's called like Demi Children because they can't, you know, because the religious what? bullshit in America. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot though. We don't need to go there, alright? So, um, Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei to take Takes place in the year 199X. <laughs> Why, like, what's the risk? I don't know. What is the risk of being like, just say 1997? I don't know. But I will say this about that story is there are two different cults in that story. The Church of the Messiah, which believes that God will send his Messiah to save mankind, and the Church of Deva, which holds demon-worshipping Sabbaths and some uh, and submits to the demon's will. And I only bring that up because you're going to see that in, like, most uh, Shimigami Tensei games have uh, competing cults you have to choose between. Also, starting with Shin Megami Tensei, which stands for True Goddess Reincarnation, uh, that was released for the Super Famicom, or SNES, uh, Japan's SNES, in 1992, um, was when they were sort of trying to rebrand the series, make it Atlas's sort of, like, stronghold series. And this game sort of established, you know, everything for this series, but also um, what was the first big hit for for the series and for Atlas. Um, I like the premise where, like, in this game, they still have the demon summoning software, but, like, someone just immediately starts sharing it on discs, so, like, the world is fucked within a week. <laughs> and this was the game that introduced the demon bargaining, which I love about this series. Um, what, what, what's... Okay, the reason why I love this... All right, so instead of, like, throwing a ball at a monster 
to catch it after it's been hurt, right? And then the ball sucking the monster up uh, into its, let's say, womb symbolically. Um, in this game, I'm just making just some- Just one episode without wombs. I'm just making a drastic sort of- comments? Metaphorical statement about Pokemon. Um, I have not seen the comments. They're just like, please stop talking about the wombs. <laughs> the wombs. I just like to say that word. Uh, <laughs> in this game, you have to bargain with the demons. You have to, you have to essentially uh, uh, talk- Talk with the demons and bargain them into joining your team. And the reason why I love this so much is you don't just, like, give them what they ask for. You don't treat them nicely necessarily. In fact, you kind of don't want to do that. And that's what's so fun is the logic that that comes into play when you, quote-unquote, bargain with a demon because demons are like weird and evil and insane so like the whole conversation because i've actually had a lot of luck i don't know if they made it easier in persona 5 than shin Megami tensei but i've been able to actually get most of the demons that i talk to in persona 5 on my team and i think it's because i learned how to talk to them which is that you you always answer the way you wouldn't think to answer if that makes sense like you always give the answer like it's like literally like one of the options would be like shut the fuck up and i'll (laughs) choose that one and they'll be like i like the cut of your jib i think i'll join your team now you know what i'm saying like it's always that it reminds me i mean it reminds me of undertale which famously had a lot of like non-combat resolutions that you that somewhere you know you had to like kind of get a feel for the each monster and how to interact with them to get them to like either give up or join your side Yes, exactly, and 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 it, and the system is really cool, and it's a system that they used in almost all of them. I think they dropped it in like one game, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they 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 consistently uh, consistently use it. And then also just with Shimigami Tensei on, I mean, they're just doing so many interesting, weird things with religion and Tokyo, essentially, um, and and uh. Also, These are spooky ooky games. Yes, on top, really spooky like and the, weird. The horror novels themselves were like very gory. And these, you know, these are like real monster designs. Uh, there's, a, there's a level of tension. It's, it, there's more horror influence than, again, Final Fantasy and yes. Dragon's Quest and Policeman's Story and Little Kimiko Goes a Hoppin' yeah. and uh, <laughs> Hello Kitty's uh, Night Fight yeah. Adventure. What you got to realize is like like weird as fuck Japanese um, kind of anime-based tales like this in video games is more of the norm these days. But this is nuts for yeah. when it came out. I mean, we're talking about... What year are we talking about? 92? Yeah. This shit was coming out and blowing people's minds. And having also, um, this was the first game that had the uh, different pathways with uh, an order, a chaos, or a neutral route. And having different endings that had to do with that. Also fighting different end bosses, depending on what route you went. Um, and, And also just using, like... Uh, what is it? Y H is it Y H W H or Y H V H for the? Are you talking the about the Hebrew God? The true name of God? Yeah, Yahweh. Tr- Yahweh, right? Yeah, you just can't spell it or say it. S- sorry, sorry, Rabbi. Oh, Rabbi my Epstein. bad. I don't. I didn't know that. That's a rule. It's if you're. It's the, it's why it's spelled. Can weird. you please give me the Jewish rules so that I stop breaking them? Don't invoke the holy name of God that you can't say Yahweh. Ah. Uh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't say shit right after you say his name. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a real awkward Yom Kippur. So you have to choose between these two cults and 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 decide what you want. Are you going to side with Lucifer? Are you going to side with... Uh, the Hebrew God who should not be named, <laughs> or are you gonna side with? He's like he's like Voldemort. 
He's like good Voldemort. Yeah, he's like good Voldemort. Oh, right, yeah. Like, well, depending on where you side on the whole Harry Potter series. I mean, come on. I'm a little bit of a Slytherin myself. Um, so, yeah. Um, and and, and th- those are like some heavy fucking concepts to be throwing into a JRPG, I just feel like, from the very beginning, in the early 90s. I mean, dip- compared to what Final Fantasy was doing at the time where it was just straight up knights and dragons and, you know, the end of the world. You have to fight your brother on the moon. And it's a lot of nuclear war and stuff too. Oh, a yeah. lot of post, you know, Hiroshima kind of situations. It, yeah, the Megami Tensei takes place in a in a reality with like guns and militaries and police and like the law. It's 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 a world that the players would be more familiar with. So uh, a few animes uh, slash uh, mangas, actually more manga uh, that inspired the game. It's that, pronounced mongoose. Uh, uh, I think it's pronounced zebra at this point. <laughs> the manga uh, that Don't you, you hate might- it when you're at Barnes Noble and you're trying to get to the graphic novels and there's just a bunch <laughs> of fucking emo teens <laughs> sitting in the aisle reading their zebra. Oh my god! How many times I've just wanted to slap their um, what do they call that tea with the with the little uh, stuff in it with the big straws and you suck out the big uh, bubble tea. Ugh, please, <laughs> please, you zebra reading weeds. <laughs> So these are the three anime that I found that highly influenced uh, Suzuki, I believe is the name of the writer. And also an important name that you should know is uh, Kaneko. Oh, um, oh, dude, dude, dude. Kazuma Kaneko is... Kazuma Kaneko is the dude. His art style is kind of what pushed uh, uh, Shimagami Tensei and Persona over the edge. They were like had way more style and kind of this like chill vibe that the other JRPG series, uh, Dragon Quest, which was Akira Toriyama, and uh, Final Fantasy, who's, oh, I used to know this person's name. They all like the really lavish, swirly Final Fantasy art. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah, I think his name was Jumpy Stewart. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I'll never get Yoshitaka it. Amano. God damn it. I would have been <laughs> so cool if I remembered that. Um, Yeah, so that was, so Kaneko's artwork was way more like kind of anime influenced but with like an extra layer of like style and kind of had this coolness to it like uh you know a lot of uh Shimagami Tensei characters have this like very like kind of like dark still expression on their face and mm-hmm. that was Kaneko's kind of uh uh trademark I guess his 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 print on the whole thing so the manga I was going to mention um and tell me if you've heard of any of this no violence jack wait yes Devil Man. Yes, actually. And of course you know this one, Fist of the North Star. I knew all of those. Okay, so tell us a little bit about each one of those. Wait, is are those are these Shin Megami Tensei mangas or are they just influencers? No, no, they were influencers on on the franchise, on the uh, uh Shin Megami oh. Tensei uh, initial game, like on the very first game. Well, uh was uh I mean those are all like 70s mangas that were like super violent and uh Gona guy is like one of the guys that kind of it's it's the point where like mango went from like fun Astro Boy shit to boobs and violence anime like manga and anime. This is the North Star is like super over the top. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> huge muscles and big violent. <laughs> yeah, big violent, and he knows the um, pressure points on a person. Uh, uh, well, first of all, nuclear wars ravage the planet. Shimigami Tensei. Also, Warrior uses his knowledge of secret vital points on humans to kill them. So it's very like he just touches a dude in the right place and his head explodes kind of stuff. 
That is exactly what it is. Yeah, right? And then um, Devil Man, I think he, uh, the biggest influence there is there's a giant fight with Satan at the end, just like there's a giant fight with Lucifer at the end of uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Um, there's a lot of sort of religious aspects, obviously, to Devil Man and demons taking over people's bodies and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Super bloody. Right, like- and super bloody. Right, so so all of those kind of created that. Let's get, let's move. Okay, so Shimigami Tensei two. Oh, did we not get to the Persona series yet? No, we have not. Because this series is <laughs> fucking gigantic. All I want to say about Shimigami Tensei two that was also true, I think, about the first one is that uh, they used to go visit the Hariti's temple to get cleansed while they were working on the game. Now, Hariti is, I guess, the goddess and demon in Buddhist traditions that is the protector of children and punisher of irresponsible parents and unruly children. And they used to go visit that statue. They also used to go visit the grave of Taira no Masakado, which is a samurai who led a rebellion against the central government of Kyoto. And again, that was to get blessed and to cleanse themselves of filthy demons. And apparently they did that because the author of Devilman used to exercise uh, spirits from himself while he was writing Devilman. And I just think that's fucking cool. <laughs> also, I think that there's some meaning behind the grave of Tyra no Masakado. And again, I'm going to keep mentioning this because the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona series is punk as fuck. I, I get the whole black magic ritual thing to like, oh, man, I got these demons in my mind are, are taking over my body. I got to cleanse them. But like also like you're making a super Famicom game. Get over yourself. <laughs> And they also soften the game's difficulty a little bit from the first one. Now, let's move on to the big bridge between the Shin Megami Tensei series and the Persona series. I know everybody's waiting for it. Everybody's excited about it. And you've already mentioned it once before, Jake Young. Shin Megami Tensei, if dot, 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 if is is the name of a video game. (laughs) It's also the name of a little-known British uh, violent exploitation movie where, like, a a bunch of uh, boarding school students... uh, snap and like start open warfare with machine guns over control of the school cool which the idea of violence and destruction inside a school if dot 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 so it mirrors the game uh malcolm mcdowell is in that nice or malcolm mcdowell who's well, the spooky british man malcolm mcdowell Mac- uh, well there's a lot of spooky british men. name one spooky british man uh aids Paul. Malcolm McDowell, spooky. Okay. He was in it and he shot all his teachers. <laughs> all right, so Shimigami Tensei F came out in 94. Um, it was a really short cycle to get the game out. And essentially what you need to know about it is it led to the Persona series because what they wanted to do was because the Shimigami Tensei series was like this sprawling world travel sort of crazy story, they wanted to just make it tiny mm-hmm. and tell a smaller story and get away from the the grandness of the Shimigami Tensei series so they set a story in a Shimigami Tensei story in a high school where they were in that high school the entire time. It's just a fun little story about five old school high school buddies that you know are just hanging out until one day uh, the nerd that got picked on the most uh, transported the school into a nightmare realm ruled by the seven sins of man where he ascended to a dark godhood. It's fine it's just a good old (laughs) tale of friendship and friendship. (laughs) <laughs> and Kozi Okada, who will come up more and more uh, as he was sort of also the leader from Shin Megami Tensei into the Persona mm-hmm. series. He worked on this one and then also Persona and I believe Persona 2 before it was taken over by other directors. Persona 2 and Persona 2 too? And Persona 2 too, which we'll get to in just a little bit. He, uh, yeah, he was the lead dev 
Um, he felt, uh, you know, it was time for him to kind of do a smaller story, and so he decided to create a school lousy with demons. Now, this story became, this game, rather, became incredibly, incredibly uh, uh, successful. People really loved it. They it's loved a hit. The, the high school deal. They liked, they liked the whole thing, so they decided, while we're also pumping out Shin Megami Tensei games, let's start a new series, and we'll call it Persona. Actually, Persona Revelations, to be exact. Now, that is when we hit the Persona series happening at the same time, and the Persona series ends up being kind of a bit of a runaway success. Wait, um, uh, it's, uh, the Persona series begins with just the words, I dreamt I was a butterfly. <laughs> And then goes on to recite a po- a famous uh, Eastern philosophical poem about, like, uh, I dreamt I was a butterfly, or am I now a butterfly dreaming they are a man? Like, it's <laughs> all about this, like, in-between world and, like, the waking world. And dreams. And dreams. And Jung, the, the philosopher, uh, psychologist, rather, uh, uh, Jung. And a lot of that shit comes comes from that. Um, the overall theme is exploration of the human psyche and how the characters find their true selves and that's the whole thing with personas. Personas are personifications or, or characters that manifest their deep persona, I their am deep thou. personality. Thou art me. I am thou. Thou art I. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's what kind of started. This this fucker took a year to write mm-hmm. twenty different drafts. I couldn't imagine. Um, the the uh, okay. This is when David Lynch comes in. So there's the Velvet Room and the entire Persona series. Oh, what color is the Velvet Room? It is blue. It's a blue Velvet Room. What's funny too is it's based on the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. It's a blue black Velvet Room, which is red in Twin Peaks. It's a red room, and then they changed it to blue and called it the Velvet Room because they also wanted to give a nod to, of course, Blue Velvet. What happens in the Velvet Room? Um, Daddy gets weird. <laughs> Daddy sucks a bunch of oxygen. Oh, well, demons are sort of against their will fused together to create stronger demons. Uh. Yeah, which is a whole. By the way, that's a thing in all of these games that we didn't even talk about. You got to fuse them. That's like a huge part of all these games is demon fusion, (laughs) which is a whole situation where you take two demons. And in the new game, I don't want to give away too much. Oh, yeah, it's amazing in the new game. They're guillotined. (laughs) <laughs> no, you got to do it more. There's like, there's guillotine, there's electric chairs. Oh, there's more? It's uh, like all these like archaic forms of capital punishment so that you like good. murder your personas to make them stronger. Okay, so especially starting with persona, you need to know this about the series. It's fucking chock full of style. Yeah. This game has so much fucking just raw, awesome, unique style. And obviously, you kind of got a hint of that. We're talking about Jungian psychology and David Lynch. I mean, the, the fucking thing's going to have some unique shit going on for it. But also just the look, the pizzazz, the, uh, you know, just the sa- the music, the soundtracks, everything. Man. The soundtrack is amazing. Totally you look up unique. the original Persona soundtrack, it's rocking. Uh, another dumb thing that they did is... A lot of uh, a lot of uh, RPGs, you know, have those like ubiquitous. Ooh, I used a word ubiquitous text boxes. If you remember, like Final Fantasy games, that blue text box, or those SNES games, it was always like a little portrait with some text on it. Uh, in Persona, there was like these large character portraits that would react and kind of like go with the dialogue of what was happening, and that was it. It, it made it more like a visual novel, which 
is its own genre of entertainment in Japan where it's kind of half comic, half book as you're reading along a story, but then you get to see artwork of the characters reacting to what's happening on screen. This this guy, <laughs> this guy made its way to America. Yeah. One of Atlas USA's first big projects. To the p- 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 PlayStation. Revelations Persona. And this was the first game of the whole kit and caboodle that really had its breakthrough in America. Now, finally, Americans are catching on. It's definitely not I mean, the there were big, supply big, problems. big one, but yeah, there were supply. Well, also, what also, you have to remember people is- people were upset that the cover had a spooky demon and had the word revelations the in re- it. The religious iconography of the whole series has, is a lot of what, especially when it was coming out on the Nintendo, because the Nintendo mm. Japan and Nintendo America had really intense regulations, if you do remember from our Zelda series. Mm-hmm. crossover to our Zelda series, they they are really weird about imp- exporting things with religious overtones to North America. And Zelda, Link to the Past, of course, they omitted some religious uh, mm. moments from it. And this is, like, lousy with that stuff. <laughs> You're fighting. I mean, literally, Shin Megami Tensei 4, I was, like, battling angels and God at the end of my game mm-hmm. because I chose the chaos ending. <laughs> so, or, or, or yeah, I, I went the chaos uh, character route. So, yeah, I mean, it's, like, really fucked up for American standards. So this this finally makes over because they're on the PlayStation and people love it. People really dig it. It's not huge, huge, huge as we'll see later on with Persona 4. That would be probably the moment they went over, over, over the top in terms of popularity, but, but this it localization did well. was contra like to the to the select few who actually got their hands on this like third tier PlayStation RPG, like, yeah, it did leave an impact, but Fans of the series now make fun of this localization up and down. Uh, they explicitly cut out everything that made the story sound like it was act- it was taking place in Japan. They like Americanized it so clumsily because like no schools look like that. Like nothing makes like it's not recognizable as America, but they're keeping like welcome to Burger Town in America, and you're just like that's. <laughs> Why do, I'm pretty sure that sign behind you says Okuyaku Prefecture. I can't. <laughs> um, they changed a lot of the names, and even like uh, Eriko became Ellie, and they like whitened her skin and oh, like weird. gave her blonde hair. Masao was like the cool guy with like a hip hop hat. They like gave him a baseball cap and darkened his skin and called him Mark. Oh. And there is a controversial line where uh, while trying to pass through a graveyard, uh, Ellie says this line. Roses are red, zombies are blue, but my face is white, so you know I'm true. What? <laughs> it's, it's legit in there. Jesus. Every subsequent re-release of uh, the original Persona game has completely undone all of these localization efforts. There's, like, uh, typos in there. It was Atlas USA's, like, really, like, early rushed work. And on top of that, like, a lot of JRPGs had similar issues at the time. So, like, oh, it's yeah. just this, the original Persona for PlayStation, the disc itself, is just piece of, like, awkward history. I want it now. <laughs> I'm going to go try to find that. Did you say racism from the 90s? <laughs> I got to get my hands on it. <laughs> so, that game does well, and then comes Persona 2 Innocent Sin, not to be confused with Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, which is a completely different game. Uh, Innocent Sin uh, is uh, came out in 99 in Japan, 2011 re-release in North America and other regions. Uh, on came out on the PSP and on PlayStation. High school kids investigate a terrible scenario in which rumors are coming true in fucked ways, all because 
caused by a mysterious figure called the, the Joker. Joker. And um yeah, uh it 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 uh you know, it has HP Lovecraft elements with the character uh Nyarlathotep. Um uh the Joker is a demonic clown. Um he's absorbing people's dreams. I love the concept here and I think that this illustrates a lot of the attitude of persona the whole series. The whole concept is that rumors are coming true in dark and weird ways. Essentially like like thoughts and words are materializing in bizarre scenarios. Like in Persona 5 right now, it's like um, they go into this realm where people's evil desires come come to life. Mm. You know, it's always about these bizarre kind of um, uh, psychological, metaphysical sort of things that are becoming true and real and in and, 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 and these warped realities. So, so much of what this whole series is sort of always dancing with, playing around with. Well, on top of that, I feel like we didn't, we kind of glossed over this is uh, while in other RPG series, you know, the big conflicts are always like, I'll never be a true wizard. Like in the Persona series, it's legit like, hey, Maki, what's wrong with you? It's like, I think I have cancer and my dad hit me when I was a kid. And you just have to like with your controller just sitting there being like, well, fuck. <laughs> I, I was hoping I could solve it with magic. Yeah, it's some real fucked up shit. But then you kind of do solve it with magic. Yeah. That's the weird part. Um, oh, we didn't even mention Philemon. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Okay, so he's Philemon. the dumb butterfly guys. He's they, the Carl Jung, drop him. and he's from Carl Jung's uh, wise old man archety- uh, archetype. Um, uh, Jung uh, encountered Philemon in a dream. So let's. Go, I actually want to talk about this. He encountered Philemon in a dream, in in the uh, the psychologist Carl Jung, uh, and the figure first appeared to him. He was uh, uh he's, Jung saw sea blue sky covered with by brown clods of earth that appeared to be breaking apart out of the blue. He saw an old man with kingfisher wings and the horns of a bull flying across the sky carrying a bunch of keys. After the dream, Jung painted the image because he did not understand it. During this intense period, Jung was struck by the synchronicity of finding a dead kingfisher a bird rarely seen around Zurich in his garden by the lake shore. Thereafter, Philemon played an important role in Jung's fantasies. To Jung, he re- represented superior insight and function like a guru to him. And in the game, Philemon functions as a guru to show them how to bring their personas out of themselves, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah, and and, and it kind of you see him all throughout the series. So I just want to illustrate that just to show you how deep and fascinating that a lot of the, the lore is. And I think a lot of times when you see something in one of these games that just seems like crazy ass Japanese anime bullshit there actually is some bizarre foundation that you can trace back and and I love how much work went into the sort of deeper symbolism that that um, can actually kind of come out of these games if you really want to take the time to study up and I mean learn. Carl Jung was from the period of early psychology where doing cocaine and talking about your mommy was the cure for depression yes which he- actually now that I'm saying it out loud it yeah, probably works. It probably works. <laughs> um, uh, and then came Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. It takes a few place a few months after instance, and we can kind of move through this one a little bit quicker. Um, the uh, you know they upgraded the rumor system. The rumor system in the game, you can tell you can start rumors and tell it to certain people, and it'll kind of give you extra things. I just want to the one thing I want to say about Persona 2 Eternal Punishment uh, mainly is just that the reporter uh, of of uh, the protagonist is a reporter, and the magazine she's. A reporter for is called coolest <laughs> and i just thought that was fucking ridiculous and hilarious um uh, i think one of the cool things about the persona 2 games is by this time atlas has had kind of like chilled out and like learned to um 
Oh, no. The funny thing is Atlas actually translated the second game in Persona. Uh, what's the second one called? Persona, Persona 2 oh, Eternal Punishment. They actually brought that one over without the first game, <laughs> which explains everything. That's amazing. And on top of that, because there's recurring characters from the first Persona games, in this, they've, they learned that like you can just say it's Japan. People want to play games. They don't care. There's still these characters from the first Persona game, so it's still like, like, like uh, I I haven't played Persona Two, but it's just like uh, Akido, Toshi, Mark, <laughs> come on, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's a lot. And, and actually, the second game came out of the director of the game feeling like he wanted a different perspective on the story while he was writing the first Persona Two game. So they ended up immediately sort of working on a second Persona game. Either way. Shin Megami Tensei 9 is a game for Xbox, and it's just like it's in a virtual world called Idea Space, and they fight noise, which is just another word for the demons. Mm. Uh, let's move on to Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, and, and sort of uh, it's a journey into hell. So finally, the <laughs> reason why you clicked on this episode is Persona 3 and Persona 4 uh, made a huge splash in America, and one of the main reasons for that is not only the enhanced power of the PlayStation 2 allowed more imagery and kind of fantastical elements to be involved, but also they did two important things. They brought in uh, Shigenori Soejima. Yes, I who was. was the new artist who took over for Kaneko. He and- was Kaneko was his mentor. He studied under him very closely and actually had minor roles on the earlier Persona games. But his artwork is what you associate with Persona. Absolutely. Slick, lush, like fashionable with an incredibly strong design sense persona each of uh shigenori's persona games have had like a key color associated with them that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the game to follow and the things that we associate with persona now like the incredibly stylish ui and like these like cool teens with like cool outfits is all shigenori's work and he just like elevated the level of slickness to a huge degree and they added the social link system. Yes, and they added the whole thing about being a high school kid with your day-to-day and mm. sort of, you know, what you do mixed with going to a demon realm and fighting with, with and against demons. And, the um, Tower of Tartarus. Yes, the Tower of Tartarus, which was the, what the school would become at night. Um, everybody else would become coffin people. I didn't. I actually didn't play this one. I don't know. There's some like robot girls in it, and and obviously all the weird stuff about how <laughs> the evokers. There's some robot girls in it. There's so many robot girls. <laughs> um. Yeah. They they decide to fight against uh, uh the demons, and they 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 uh become uh they they join together to become the specialized extracurricular execution squad. And also, this is the game where they would shoot themselves. They in would the shoot head themselves in the head with a gun. With the, in order to create the persona. Persona. Bang. Yeah, and then they'd shoot themselves in the face, which I wish they had kept because that sounds I, awesome. Mm, no, it's very – like, especially in – I mean, Japan doesn't have guns, really. Like, it's, ah. it's a very – you know, if you want to kill yourself there, you kind of just, like, walk into the woods and don't tell anybody. True. But – Oh, uh, yeah, they got the suicide woods. They got the suicide woods. They got suicide bridge. They got, oh, boy. They had so many suicide if sort of places you feel like a disappointment. You you, Love hotels. <laughs> No, that's where you go to feel alive. Oh. Uh, but the image of literal high school students shooting themselves in the head is kind of messing me up every time I would look at footage. Um, <laughs> but it kind—it didn't hit big, but it did like lay out this like if you were in the know, if you were a JRPG fan, like it—it it came to America and people dug it. 
and Shigenori's artwork spread far and wide. Like I see more fan art of these characters. I see, you know, anime wallpapers. Like it's very cool. Like the cool factor was multiplied when they jumped up to Persona 3. A little bit about Sojima's process. He used real people that he'd seen or met or, or like celebrities and stuff, and, and he would look at what their appearance says about their personality, and that's why the uh, characters are so expressive and, and, and in terms of their dress, mm-hmm. which I thought was really great. Um, oh, and, yeah, and again, the social links. You know, it's one thing to have a party member that you kind of just like buff with like items and, you know, you kind of just follow their plot line. But actually having to spend day, like spend time with them was, it make them characters. It makes them them, friends. Get to know them. And the better you get to know them, the better you, more you hang out and and, um, maybe even date Mm -hmm. them, uh, you know, the stronger they are in the dungeon, which is so brilliant. And no, and you know, nobody else was really doing that at the time. And we still have the bargaining system. We still have all these other things, which just goes to show like right now I'm playing Persona 5. Every time I sit down, I learn a new system. There are like 20... 30 systems that you're learning at this point and they just keep stacking them onto each other like the cycles of the moon and how that affects the way that the demons act and like they don't get rid of the old stuff they just add more on and simplify it weather systems too yeah uh but the fact is the uh, high school tartarus dungeon design were like randomly generated and every time you had to like go back to the same place uh, to fight the bosses. It, there was only one main dungeon that you just kept returning to that a lot of people just did not appreciate. But a lot of these problems were solved in Persona 4. Oh, shit. Persona uh, 4. Now, quick, hold in. Listen, we, you know, we've been talking for a while. I've been, I've been trying to, you know, I've been, I've been, I just want to know. I feel like our audience is entitled to know who's your favorite waifu. You got Chie. You got Rise. You got Naoto. You got Yukiko. Come on, man. Which one wears glasses? Uh, all of them sometimes. <laughs> the nerd one. That's the one I want. The glasses wearing one, which I'm waiting to meet in this one. And I'm frighteningly attracted to the uh, love interest in this one so far. Takamiko uh, or whatever no her name one, is. I think there's like, they have different outfits. You got to see if it's the summer outfit or the winter outfit. Oh, okay. I think right now I'm liking the one that looks like Snow White and the red. Oh, okay. Is. You like uh, you like Yukiko, the uh, <laughs> okay. the rich daughter who's oh, kind no. of overwhelmed by her by having to take over her family's business. She's pretty and popular with the boys, but a little bit shy. Okay, who's the? Okay, yeah. And she's wearing glasses. And she's so wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah, I'm way into it. I'm 100. Ah. percent She's very cute because I think that she's, she's 15. Got- you sick fuck. All you right. monster. Okay. You disgust me. Is Can this- you, ladies and gentlemen, do you believe this? Pervert, you've been uh, listening to for over a year now. I have to say, Lexi gets very upset. I think I was talking about like how you know, gross. If I had to choose in Neon Genesis, it was like on a Twitch stream, and I was like, probably Oscar, and she was like, "How dare you?" I was like, "What?" I'm just saying, you know. Literally, one of the first uh, Rise is the girl with the twin tails, and uh-huh. uh, God, that's such a fucking anime term. Yeah, and uh, literally one of the first things that happens when Persona Four starts is it's just a diet cola ad starring her in a bikini <laughs> like from second one in this game it's like hey here's a 15 year old's boobs you idiot you <laughs> sick idiot <laughs> uh, a lot of people like Chie who is the girl with the bob cut and the green jacket uh-huh. because uh, she a- seems like a my best friend yeah she well she will be your best friend she's an early uh, addition to the party she uh, can kung fu kick a 
tank into the sun. That's fun. And she's kind of a tomboy. She likes steaks. But in essence, she's jealous of Yukiko and is scared that someday she'll lose her, uh, you know, because of all the male attention that she gets. And uh, the one on the all the way on the right is Naoto, who like maybe is a boy, but is the world's best teen detective. Yes, and um, I know that there was a little bit of uh, what's the if name we of didn't th- talk about it, it's, it's like number one thing you got to talk about in Persona is which waifu. Yes, of course, and also um, what's the name of the v- manga style where it's two boys like loving each other and it's made for yaoi. Like, girls? Yaoi. There was definitely yaoi elements right in this uh, in Persona Four. So this is one of the brilliant things that Persona Four did. Um, Cause I, and again, this is all like this is all kind of by radiation. Like Persona Four was such a big hit, especially in like gaming circles, especially in kind of weeb circles. Is uh, the way there was a murder in a small town in Japan called Inaba. Yes, a big murder mystery. Everybody should know that it's a big murder mystery based on Arthur Conan Doyle and Agatha Christie books. And while all the other while all the other Shimagami Tensei games and Persona games were kind of Tokyo based. This one took more in an idyllic pastoral country setting. Based on a small town just outside of Mount Fuji. And uh, as part of <laughs> discovering your persona powers, uh, you unlock the, you, the shadows that afflict local residents of this town. Uh, you enter their minds through the uh, midnight channel. Yes, of course. You, you crawl through a TV. Please, Jake, come on, we know this. And so as you're meeting these new party members. Also a video drum reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you're meeting these new characters who will eventually join your party and help you solve the murder, you're seeing not only you're not only getting to know them through the social links, you're seeing their darkest sides, their fears and their weaknesses, because every boss is literally the fears of the characters you're talking to. So like Kanji is this like tough like biker kid who's like super cool and fights with a folding chair. But he like kind of he doesn't know whether or not he likes dudes. The game does not explicitly say he likes dudes, but, like, maybe he likes dudes, and that scares him. And so in his dream, he has to confront Shadow Kanji, who's wearing, like, uh, the Japanese loincloth underwear stuff, and is, like, talking about how he loves men. (laughs) And it's, oh, and the whole fight takes place in a bathhouse. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) Thank you for putting some yaoi in uh, in the display for us. Yeah, Uh, and the boss forms are all these, like, again, it's not, like, (laughs) <laughs> At last, I've <laughs> penetrated the facility, says Shadow Kanji. Um, the bosses also take these monstrous forms, and, like, Kanji is covered in roses. Uh, Chie's is, like, this banana dominatrix. Uh, oh, uh, I Reese- love the designs yeah. of these bosses and stuff. And this is very similar to Persona 5, where it's, like, right now I'm going against the first big boss, uh, uh, the volleyball coach, and his form inside of the shadow realm or whatever they i forget what they call it in persona 5 he's like wearing just like a weird king's crown and like heart robe and just pink like uh, a, a thong like a pink little like banana hammock and that's just like what he's wearing and he's just so off-putting and gross and he's like really gross with the girls and he tortures the boys and in real life um like and in his fantasy he's just like a giant creepy perv king perv Right. It's so weird. It's and awesome and unique and great. Yeah. And I love that about it. Uh so Persona 4 uh on the Vita and on the PS2 just like if you actually got a I don't know anyone that's actually like sat down, 
gotten a hold of it and hasn't fallen in love with these characters and this world. It's People kind of intimidating. Absolutely love it. Um, I've been dying to get my hands on it, so I'm so glad to finally be playing Persona Five uh, on a console that I actually can get it on. Um, also, uh, just to give you an idea, a live stage production came mm-hmm. out of it. Visual Live Persona Four and the sequel, Visual Live Persona Four: The Evolution, which tells the whole story in a live theatrical production. There are spinoffs. There's a fighting game, Persona Four Arena. There's Persona Q: Shadows of the Labyrinth, which I brought up earlier, which is a cross between oh that's amazing we're looking at pictures right now <laughs> which is a uh, 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 cross uh, Persona Q which is a cross between the Etrian Odyssey series another um, very successful Atlas series Persona and 4 Persona, Dancing All Night Persona 4 Dancing All Night the rhythm game uh, for Persona so I mean this is like a huge huge deal and then they do actually continue to make Shin Megami Tensei games Shin Megami Tensei 4 which is the one game that I have played on the 3DS was phenomenal fantastic game it included all those systems we talked about before the D demons and everything, the bartering and everything, and uh, this giant story based in a dystopian, futuristic Tokyo. What's and something about that game that you remember the most? Like, a specific moment that you were like, oh, shit. I remember one of the big ones was that you're like this samurai in this kind of, like, over-realm that's sort of protecting I the love the up. word over-realm it's, so much. It's, uh, it's Right? It's, and you're sort of protecting this Tokyo, this fucked up Tokyo. And there's a moment where you sort of go to this, like, cult or something like that and you have to go through these different tunnels and answer these different questions and I really got into the questions <laughs> and was answering them like really honestly and it totally all adds up to what path you end up taking whether you end up going lawful chaotic mm. or neutral but like I was legitimately just sort of answering the questions and into it also there were just some really memorable fights that I had to re- like these games are not easy and there were some really memorable fights in that game where I had to like study up and like figure like really figure out how to fucking take down some of these bosses and i got to points that game where i didn't think i was going to get past it and i totally did and um just fighting like god i'm pretty <laughs> sure i fought yahweh at the end of that game it was insane i feel like that's the end of every jr like yeah you just fight god the shin megami tensei series they will just say you're fighting god uh also in the persona games a lot of times you'll fight god uh Although in in uh, Persona Two you fight Hitler, whoa, who then becomes an evil god. Uh, in the American version, they had to change it to Der Führer, and uh, the way they obscured the fact that he was Hitler is they gave him cool sunglasses. Oh my god, <laughs> he's so Hitler. That's... No, no, that's Führer, the cool guy. That's <laughs> not Hitler. That's super Hitler. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so now we have Persona 5. If you can get a hold of it and play it, I highly recommend it. I've only gotten a little bit into these games. And by the way, these games are massively long, incredibly. Uh, Almost like it was a mistake to try and cover them. <laughs> uh, really bonkers how intricate and crazy these games are. I can't wait to go and play more tonight um, the moment I get a chance to. It's so much fun. And thank you, Jake, for allowing us to do a story on this. I can't believe how much fucking crazy crap that um, is making my brain bleed at this point from my liver hurts and i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) um man that's the persona series that's the shin megami tensei series fascinating fascinating punk rock version of a jrpg 
doing it like like in a new completely alternative way from everything else that was going on at the time from Squaresoft and it was totally like the anti-square. I mean yeah. they were just just real on on the edge of everything doing trying different crazy shit and always sort of standing out from the pack and I really love that about this series and about what Atlas came to do and the fact that they're still, you know, pumping out these games on a level that is uh, absolutely incredible. Also, uh, forgot to give a shout out to Shoji Meguro, who is the legendary composer for these games. Uh, always like jazzy, but like this weird mix of like cool and like classic and contemporary and exciting. The guys, you know, if you need some like chill out work music, Play any Persona soundtrack. It's and great. It will get you I'm, going. I'm loving everything about the look and sound and feel of Persona Five. It is just absolutely on its own wavelength, and I want to be on that wavelength. And uh, my shout out is to Truth Booth, aka Chase, for hooking me up with a free copy of the fucking game. Thank you, dude. <laughs> um, and catch me on Twitch. I'm Holdenator's Ho. Um, and uh, Jake, uh, follow me at Best Jake Young on Twitter. And uh, you go to Dorkly and check out our various videos and pictures and goof em ups. There you go. Overworld. Have a great night, everybody. Realm. Overrealm. Overrealm. Take care in your own personal overrealm. Persona. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.